0: yeah those are the same people that tried to add me on twitter
1: right and then i just say it's a work and they go what do you mean he's working and i'm like never mind let's start the show yeah for those who do not know the biggest wrestling spectacular names from all over the country former champions i've never seen anything like it Eddie Graham, Florida Promotion, Vern Gagnon,
0: Superstar Billy Graham, Road Warriors,
1: Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee, Bill Watts, Jerry Jarrett, Dory Funk, Harley Race, uh, Nick Bockwinkel.
0: This is Cigars in Conversation with Derek St. Holmes, Esquire.
1: Hello and welcome to Cigars and Conversations, brought to you by our good friends at all the gimmicks, iTunes, and wherever great podcasts are heard. I'm your co-host, Jake Yoke, and I'm sitting here with a true raconteur in the world of professional wrestling. This man has shared a ring with a who's who of talent that ranges from Cat Pernicus to the awesome threesome, a wrestler, manager, commentator, and a trainer who's contributed essays to wrestling publications and who works out by doing 100 Swings. 100 squats, 50 parallel dips, and so much more. It's true. With 20 years of experience, he's a true renaissance man with unlimited knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, I am speaking of the incomparable, the one, the only, Derek St. Holmes, Esquire.
0: Hello. Uh, I was in the ring with the awesome threesome?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Um, that was... Well, uh, it would have been an AEW. Is that when I was doing the Knight-Wagner-Nephew angle? I believe so. Okay. Yes. Tell me about
1: Cat Pernicus.
0: It's a mask gimmick a guy in Lacrosse does. Yeah, still? Yes. Really still living out that one, hey? Uh it's a it's a secondary gimmick like his instead of a ninja hood, he
1: has a cat outfit. Wow. So, nice. I I mean I I think that's kind of a nice name. It's funny. It's Yes. I like working there. Very nice. Where is this place? Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Yes. They draw big crowds in lacrosse? cross.
0: Uh, yeah, they got a nice little bit there, and uh, I, it's always a pleasant uh, trip for me because that's where I graduated college. Sure. Uh, and it was finally on this last trip we stayed overnight, so I was able to finally get out and like drive around. You know, some of the old, like the downtown area is very different. So I tried to go and look for some smiley faces. No, no, look for some landmarks that you know I, that I right? called for my day. No. smiley face killer. Oh, that's uh, the, the one that kills all the drunk guys down on the river, right? And then
1: draws a smiley face on the rocks? Sure. Where, when, where were you on the evening of October 8th, uh, t- 2012? Nowhere, 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 nowhere near, nowhere near no, there? Nowhere You're near there. You graduated across. at that point? Okay. Yes, I
0: graduated in 93. Holy so smokes. My, I just got out of high school. Thank you. I was three years old. Uh, I was my three big, years um, old. The big memory of the year I graduated was the uh, Coon Creek riots that they had in downtown La Crosse, and there's actually Coon Creek no no. Riots. Well, because uh, there was a small it's a great band name. Shush. There was a a small city called or a small town called Coon Creek that they'd have a canoe festival with every year. Sure, and I guess the year before. Um, they blamed it on that where suddenly everybody at the canoe festival came to downtown lacrosse. And I guess there was, they turned the, the fire hoses on the crowd at bar time to get them down. So this year everybody was hypersensitive. It wound to getting up wet. Well, they all wanted to go out and have their fun, but yeah. suddenly this year they came with the tear gas and <laughs> no. And the they people, up the game. shush, they overturned a cop car and set it on fire. Like it was, it was kind of a thing, and it's notable. There's footage of this on YouTube because this was right when, like those those videotape shows sure. were just starting. So yeah. there's like crude footage on YouTube with the date in the corner of. And some what guy. year was this? 93,
1: 92, so, 93. You know what's interesting about that is no. that uh, around that time, probably more like ninety-four, ninety-five. Um, so in, not around that not, time. Well, at all. I mean, within a couple of years. It's all blurring together now. In Madison, Wisconsin, there was the Mifflin Street riot. Yeah, I recall that. And that, that, I was there for that one. And that was pretty wild, too, because that was police cars getting overturned and fires in the streets. Right.
0: And then when I was in high school, it was always going to State Street for Halloween. Yeah, same here. And then that got weird,
1: too. Yeah, it got really, really weird. Um, They, I mean, it it almost got. People
0: just wreck everything. They like wrestlers.
1: For sure. And it's almost like um, State Street it got really out of control it started getting crazy and wild uh-huh. and then it started to get commercial and now i yes. think it's like sponsored by Zima and like yes. zubas or something like yes. that well oh, i wish it was sponsored by Zubaz. <laughs> that would be pretty great um but yeah so they end up so now it's almost like halloween on state street you know yeah. sponsored by kodak right right and so um anyway getting back to wrestling and lacrosse i yes. like like to wrestle and lacrosse
0: one cuz i like the trip two um if i'm able to stay overnight They have a gym there called the Iron Physique Gym, which I recall from my days in lacrosse. I never went to it, but I drove past it when I drove pizza. Okay. And um, I have a huge crush on it because they have so much. You just spoke about this on Facebook. Yes, they have so much equipment there. It's incredible. Uh, So I work out in the little, like, the kettlebell room. But in that room, they've got, like, the power wheel. uh, They've got the tire for strongman stuff. They have Bulgarian bags. But I was most impressed by the Inch Dumbbell. Did we discuss this no, on the last No, not show? at all. The Inch Dumbbell is named after Thomas Inch, who was a historical strongman, who had this dumbbell that was allegedly unliftable. It's uh, like 165 pounds or something like that. Okay. And It's two globes, but the center bar, is it's not like a standard barbell. It's more like a soup can. Oh, so, so you can't real, get it. Yet, yeah, can't so it's get real hard grip. to get a grip around there. So there's rules about lifting this for the record. You have to take it from the ground to full extension without touching anywhere on your body. Oh wow! So it's it's a general feat of strength, and uh, there is footage recently of Mark Henry actually lifting uh, oh, an really? inch dumbbell. So that there's a wrestling connection there, but I like that, Jim. But then the best part is there's this place called the North Country Steak Buffet, which is an old Ponderosa that's been rebranded. Sure. And uh, they like to they're one of our sponsors, so they like to comp us. Oh, that's great. So uh, this last time I just deleted the pictures too. I had four made four trips, three steaks and salad bars, and then one just steak. Holy and cow. I'm so happy. Good I, steak? I mean, it's a five ounce. Like the gimmick is, you can go up as many times as you want, but you can only get one unit of meat. So you get like a five-ounce steak or a single chicken breast, or you know whatever they have there. And then it's the full buffet. Gotcha. But. Do you have any good uh, coleslaw? I don't know. I don't. I don't eat the creamy stuff often. You I just, just. I just. I just eat that, and then I'll get like a. Go right to the salad bar and get spinach, and have like steak and a spinach salad,
1: and just repeat that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Cool. The um and this is a place you still work now, because I did see that post on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, that was just last weekend. So you um how many cities in Wisconsin are you working in now? Uh I mean like off like Milwaukee uh, and
0: Well, we'll just call Milwaukee like that unit. So Milwaukee, yeah. Green Bay, and Lacrosse are my big okay. ones. But I have two promotions I work for in the Milwaukee area.
1: Gotcha. And you're not doing um, You don't go anywhere like uh, Madison, Janesville, is there anything? There's nothing there. There's nothing going on there. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to uh, the segue to this week's topic. Which is? Is uh, we're talking about a little bit uh, copying gimmicks, gimmick infringement, Uh, uh, a little bit of... Reusing gimmicks and whatnot, and you were about. Uh, you mind talking about this one? No, I don't mind talking about and it. I know, but I'd and like to add, I had almost nothing to do with and it. And that's what it I'm was saying. Just a bunch of people bored on a Friday afternoon. I, listen, we, Tuesday. Afternoon. We go out of our way not to really shit on people on this podcast, right? Um, and you know, I think being unless respectful. They deserve of it. Unless they really deserve it, um, Frankie DeFalco. So, what I. Was that, that he was, doesn't listen. That's fine. That was Derek St. Holmes, by the yes, way. Yes, that was um, me. That was so me. Love you, friend. But so, what happened? Do you want to talk about what happened? Yeah, what happened
0: to? was I came across a picture of a guy uh, dressed in a smoking jacket with a book, which is a gimmick that I formerly did, like my original gimmick when I broke in. Now, there is history because we do believe that this guy saw me do that gimmick. So I saw it and just kind of said, oh, cute gimmick, and sent a picture to a few friends of mine. Because I I like to think that everybody has secret bitch threads on Facebook with their friends and everything, or text or whatever. Sent it to them. All of a sudden, one of them was bored and posted up. Said, "Look at this motherfucker." It, it was.
1: was... <laughs> it was basically like Derek uh, went to the wilderness and just flicked a match out the window. Yeah, and yeah. That's. Forest... I just flicked a cigar, and the, in, the forest in fire in started sep- from there. Early
0: September, the grass is all brown, yeah. and I just
1: which was uh, pretty amazing and people went ballistic. people went crazy which goes to show how much people really do love you which which i'm very thankful for however
0: a lot of it was as a friend of mine once called it very much peacocking oh big time like, oh this person's got a respect and blah blah it's just like come on guys nobody's making any money off of this uh i do think well this guy that was doing this gimmick is actually from my hometown who i've wrestled before who most likely saw me doing that gimmick a long time ago <sighs> fuck this
1: guy but i mean he, oh, yeah totally i mean but whatever
0: it, it got to the point where this guy did to his credit reached out to me to try to say hey are you mad at me i said i'm not mad but i don't think you're very original wow so you let him have it uh, it kind of came across, like that might have been the exact tone I used right yeah. there. It was just, eh, you're not original. Make it your own. Yeah. But then he's like, well, but I, I wore the smoking jacket and then I hit people with the book and the crowd really reacted. And I'm just like, no shit,
1: kid. Right. Like you hit a guy with a fucking yeah. foreign object,
0: bro. Like I could have, you know, it would have been nice if you would have called me, but you didn't. I'm never going to work for this group, which was funny because I had reached out to them before and didn't hear anything. Sure. And then I mentioned something to this guy and said, it's not like I'm going to work for that group. And he said, well, I heard your price tag was too high. And once I heard that, I was like, you know what? That's fine. We're done. Your price tag is too high. Why? Because I want something. Three hot dogs. Yeah. It's like, that's fine. You you can have, you know, here's the deal. This kid's been working eight years. He's retired twice. (laughs) This is his third gimmick. Right. I've been working twenty three. What if the gimmick, gimmick is
1: him retiring? Then he needs to. He's like do a it. young Terry Funk. He needs to do it more. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Yeah, but uh, so that was the whole thing. But again, it's not like we're arguing over money. I'm glad so many people. It was kind of like when I had cancer. It's like, oh, I get to see who would all come to my funeral. You sure, know, that
1: that's what I felt like. Have um. Sorry to be ghoulish, Kyle. But, do you, you know? know I mean. Do you know? Did he have like the retirement moments, like at shows? Where he's like, "This is my last match." No, no, he was just like, "I'm done. I'm yeah. quitting the business." Yeah, and then like pouted and went away. Yeah, thing. and then all of a sudden he'd show up again. Just right. be like, oh,
0: Okay. Um, Personally, I, were, I don't believe anybody retires. Whenever anybody says they're retiring, off or to buy their boots,
1: I think he should lean into just being you. I think that would be hilarious if he totally was just like. Made it like, um, like Varric, Far- Varric Saint House, or something like that. <laughs> Millhouse Van Houten, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just go totally, just completely anyway. destroyed. So today we're going to talk about uh, that kind of uh, reusing of gimmicks, gimmick infringement at some point, you might say, and or how uh, gimmicks have been recycled. And maybe, maybe we can even see if there's any that come to mind that have been recycled, yet they've also uh, kind of been cultivated and changed a little bit to uh, go with the time or how they might switch up a little bit over the years. Uh well you know who was exactly dead on was Ivan Putzky stealing yes uh with the mighty Igor no yeah. not, not, mighty not Igor. not Mighty Igor um uh, now that you put mighty Igor in my head I'm gonna keep sorry mighty, mighty Igor no it was mighty Igor because mighty Wilbur was the guy yeah wait so wait it was mighty Igor was the one that had, did the the Polish yeah uh, Dick Garza yes okay yeah. so so it was all right sorry uh Too so many mighty Mighties. yeah
0: mighty Igor had the deal uh the shorts with the uh long underwear pants and the big muscular guy and then Ivan Putzky came in and basically stole that gimmick until he decided to trim down and
1: become the Putzky that you saw
0: in the WWE
1: what um which one did you like better Igor or Putz, did not matter. Was it just the same?
0: Yeah, it, like going back to my youth, I remember seeing something, but I don't know who it was. Now that I understand it, I like the mighty Igor better because I know Putsky's just ripping him off. But I've also read other things about Putzky that lead me to think he's not the nicest guy in the world. Still alive? So, I believe so.
1: Yeah. Doesn't look like that anymore. No. no. Not, not, all, not all jacked up? And, no, oddly enough. Up. What about Scott Putzky? Never really went anywhere. Never did. Still alive. Um, Missy, Grew his hair long.
0: Missy Hyatt um, had less than positive things to say about his love making skills. Really? Yes. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's in her book. The um, Speaking of, I've gotten a lot of books lately. Yeah, like, like what? Just a glut of wrestling books. Uh, Danny Davis...
1: With, like Later. Nightmare Danny Davis or Dan Davis the Referee? Danny Davis the Referee. Okay. Because,
0: But I got that because it was written by Kenny Casanova, who also did Kamala and Brutus Beefcakes and Sabu's books. Okay, yeah. Which are all not bad. Right. So I was impressed. So I got the Danny Davis book, but the Danny Davis book was advertised as primarily for younger readers so the well, no, the majority of the book is about his life as a juvenile delinquent and the lessons he learned from that. And then he got into wrestling and how he did that. And then, but then he d- discovered that he was going to have a family and wrestling was going to take time from his family, and that's why he left the WWE. Finally, so it sure. was all about you know what's important in life. And then I got Vader's book from him, which I still have to read. Okay. Because from Crowbar Press, I just got the annotated Fall Guys. Which is the original book, The Fall Guys, by Marcus Griffin, with footnotes that correct everything. Because now, basically, they say the only reason everybody knows about Fall Guys and why it's such a seminal work is because it's one of the only things that was around. Was that <laughs> yeah. the
1: book that Cornette talks about, in that little snippet piece from Viceland? Probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be it, right? I'm sorry, yeah, because that, yeah. that maybe i looked that up on YouTube uh, or so eBay and it was
0: that. like $1,000 for like a copy. And then... Uh, Oh no no! There's Vanity Press. Like I have yeah, a no, non-annotated version. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like I think that, but isn't there like the like an original version from when did it come out? Like the 30s. Yeah. So whenever it can, like there's like actual yeah. legit versions that are out, people are selling on eBay for like a thousand dollars. Yes, because um,
0: the wrestling office at the time went out and like bought up all the copies. It was, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Which uh, is
1: still amazing that that was able to uh, see the light of day, even in just getting some kind of a. Publishing.
0: It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I got that. And then Ron Hutchinson's book, who was the trainer of Edge and Christian and yeah. and a bunch of guys out there. So that's kind of interesting. And then I got this other one that I didn't know what it was, but it appears to just be a fan's recollection of the WWF glory years in the 70s.
1: That's the glory years?
0: Well, his glory years. His glory years of enjoying it. Sure. Yeah. So I, I, I haven't. I don't really know what that one's about yet. I haven't been able to dig into it. I just did my page through, and it seemed goofy.
1: Gotcha. Um. So, uh, what uh, one yeah. of your earliest memories of a gimmick that you saw that was in one territory, like whatever the original one? And I'll just bring it up as just for an uh-huh. example. So we all know the Road Warriors, and then. Uh, most would say that like Demolition, of course, were a knockoff of the Road Warriors. Right. But uh, Powers of Pain happened first. That's what I was going to yeah, ask yeah. That about that as well. Were there any other ones that you can remember or think of in your head that you went like, oh, shit, this is just, they basically like this and they're just taking this one and running with it?
0: Uh, well, you saw that a lot with the rock and roll tag teams. Yeah. Like Midnight Rockers looked like the Rock and Roll Express. Right. Um, but even like, and the, then as
1: you went around, like you saw the rock and roll RPMs, like well, you saw that whole, it's funny you say that. Cause that's what I was going to say. It's like, it's interesting that whole group of like kind of smaller built guys, mm-hmm. rock and roll RPMs, the nightmares, uh, midnight rockers, rock and roll express. I would lump in fantastics, fabulous ones. Like there's that whole group of teams and you just see how they've, they change just that little bit for each territory that they're in.
0: Right. Well, the, I mean the small bumping tag team, that's like a wrestling archetype as well. Yes. Um, because you always had that, especially in Memphis, but the, I guess it's been written about the rock and roll tag team is what, well, well, one, everybody copied the rock and roll express, but in every area, the first the first iteration that came in, whether it was the rock and roll express or the midnight rockers or the rock and roll RPMs like that got over the most. And then when the rock and roll express finally came around, they didn't get over
1: quite as much because people had seen that. Gimmick. They've already seen that gimmick play out. Um, I remember as a child being really kind of irritated and annoyed with the midnight rockers from AWA. Sure. When they first came out, it was cause I think at that point there was so much exposure to the rock and roll express through TBS, Yeah. That when they were like, and here's the Midnight Rockers. You're like, oh, give me a fucking break. Like we've already, like the Rock and Roll Express is the Rock and Roll
0: Express. Yeah, but this beg- begs back to when those territorial guys had control of their message. Like, oh, we can present it. The people haven't seen it. Yeah. Like, well, now you're in a, an environment where they have seen it and you need to adjust, but he couldn't do that.
1: Well, and you know, when, when you think of. Oh,
0: the Russian, the Russian archetype. you right. see everywhere Everybody copies Ivan Koloff. Up until the very end, every Russian was tall, had the black boots, had a chain, and had a bald head. head
1: right. But then I love when their names want to be like Crusher Darso. Like they just stopped even giving them uh, like Russian names at a point. Yeah, they did. But well, they,
0: Crusher Darso was a communist sympathizer. He right, was always from Minnesota.
1: right. right. Yeah, but I'm saying, but there was a couple of them where it like that where it was a little bit strange. Like the Darso one, I was like, I always felt I get it, he was a sympathizer, but I was I was like, oh, I feel like they just kind of fucking gave well, up on who that. Who was guy. the
0: big guy that Watts drove up? Kortzia Korchenko. Okay. Like he was another again, big bald Russian. Yeah. Got w- beat up so bad by Watts that he
1: just left the territory. And that was that. Yeah, <laughs> And that was it. And that just ended up. That's funny. I uh um yeah, I often think about the the Russian one. What was the uh, who is the your? And in your opinion, the weakest version of the Russian was there one that you really were just like the, like that you didn't really enjoy watching. Well,
0: I didn't. I thought Boris Zukov was kind of funny. His head was just weird. Well, yes, but now I understand his like spot in the history of the business. So explain. He was, well, he was formerly uh, Private Jim Nelson under Sergeant Slaughter in Mid Atlantic. He was part okay. of the Cobra Corps. Okay. So he actually went from doing a super patriotic gimmick to shaving his head and becoming a Russian. Right. And you know, made more money as the Russian, but now I understand, oh, he's a worker. This is just what he was. He doing. had uh,
1: he did some eye makeup gimmick stuff too, didn't he?
0: Yes, he well, he did that. That was all like the answer to the Road Warriors after the Road Warriors had left. Because he did that, they made Mongolian Stomper wear something. I think Sheik L Casey had one eye made up yeah like to me that was just the whole hey we got to do something to make you look crazy here right just kind of make
1: give it a little bit of a shock value yes to it. yes which i was always surprised that i mean i guess well, maybe i'm not surprised that abdullah never went for that uh like a little eye thing or anything no abby was he was fine with what he was just getting his own color uh, <laughs> but, I don't, but color. abby
0: never came in
1: after what 85 yeah that's true
0: yeah he was only in with like brody and uh uh jerry blackwell
1: do you uh do you include just bits of names like we talked about rock and roll express rock and roll rpm midnight rockers do you include that as a kind of a gimmick infringement just taking a specific word because again think about like express right rock and roll express midnight express uh zambui express
0: yeah but a lot of those you know nothing nothing succeeds like success right one person has to get it over and then they'll figure it out right
1: did you find that irritating, or do you just say like, "Hey, that's wrestling"? That's wrestling. That's just wrestling. Yeah. Um, I always I love the the idea of express, and I'm assuming that that was just off of the. It all started with Midnight Express, right? Right. And off of the movie Midnight Express. Well, it
0: started off the movie Midnight Express, but then down in southeastern, um, that was a faction quote unquote. Sure. Sure. With Norvell Austin and Dennis Condry and Randy Rose. Like, there was a group of people. Kind of like the Legion of Doom was originally a whole group of people. Right, because Jake became, Roberts was in that,
1: wasn't he? in yeah. King Kong Bundy, I think, yeah. at some point. The spoiler. Yeah. The um, The spoiler. What about, um, do you look at things like, and I guess there were the natural changes or the tie to families, you could say. Uh, was, like, so you had Kabuki. Kabuki right. comes in, has his face paint. Right. Uh, does Muda come in? Because Muda was supposed to be Kabuki's son, wasn't it? Was sure. That? I mean, but yeah. that was like the the storyline. Yeah. Um, but like, so Keiji Mudo's wrestling in Japan without face paint comes to America and gets the face paint as Muda, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And so that's not necessarily in an, uh, taking the gimmick, but it's just kind of going on and creating the storyline a la the Andersons or that kind right. of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that was just using. Yeah, like you said, using the gimmick to continue a storyline. Right. Um, was can as you, opposed to like a lot of the, especially the racist gimmicks. Yes. Were moved from territory to territory simply because it was easy to capitalize on these things, especially once the first people got
1: them over. Sure. What about um then? Moving along, and I'm sorry to kind of shoot this stuff at you fast, but it's just kind of fast and furious. Go. As you go tell me about your thoughts too. Lately, I've been watching um wrestling, the, the older stuff, and I'm starting to get really annoyed or find it frustrating how many guys stole the uh, too sweet to be sour tower power, stick it in the hour. Yeah. Like, who was the original one? do you think that it was, it was it Billy Graham. It could have been Billy Graham. It could have been Muhammad Ali, but, uh, I mean,
0: all of that stuff was just like rhyming preacher stuff. And
1: it, uh, I'm forgetting what promo I watched the other day, but it was somebody not, it might've even been like superstar Bill Dundee or somebody used those exact, it's always that same. Yeah. It's that same delivery same of rap. those exact yeah. same lines. And, uh, we're, all, were wrestlers, they were fine with that, right? I mean, I guess what are you going to do? How are you? But, like, didn't. Well, you didn't see Dusty Rhodes and Thunderbolt Patterson on the same TV show. Sure, sure. No, you know. Okay, right, right. Um, do you think that there was some kind of heat or there was some kind of behind the scenes, a little bit like, what the fuck, you're stealing my line stuff going on? Sure, but do you think wh- they cared? what are they going
0: to do? Well, I'm sure some of them would.
1: Yeah. Like, you couldn't. <sighs>
0: Like when Rick was Slick Rick, and suddenly in the AWA, Kurt Henning tried to be I'm cool, Kurt Henning. It's yeah, like, that doesn't really. It doesn't float r- yeah, right off the tongue. Yeah, that's right.
1: Cute. Or um, was <laughs> was the Greg Gagne turning military? Was that based off of the Sergeant Slaughter? Like, did he? Yeah, that it, was the Slaughter was... trying
0: to capitalize on. Because the sarge had just come back. Yeah, I mean, he was just coming hot off the WWF. Got fired because he wouldn't give them money from his Hasbro deal. Right. So he came in. Rambo was very big. Vern was always going to try and push his son, you know, from nepotism. So boom. And he then had that's Rambo gun. Yeah, and
1: that keep. Yeah. Have you ever seen that, Kyle? No. It's not great. Oh, it's good stuff. I mean, it is great. Um, yeah, it's kind of a.
0: I don't know. A square peg in a round hole. Yeah,
1: it really. There's nothing that l- it look. It it looks. There's nothing looks that less menacing than Greg Gagne wearing camouflage. Let's just say that. True. And trying to be like ah. Yes. He's but n- not, not But great again, stuff. Gagne
0: is a great worker.
1: Yes. Yes. And then was there. Um, can you think of anything particular that wwf might have stolen from everything other t- well besides everything yes but uh <laughs> are there any gimmicks that you think were going elsewhere that they were a that they took and maybe had made better and or or actually maybe even didn't make better at that point anything
0: but everything was so simplified like they purposely drove Towards the comic booky characters, sure. For a while, nobody had a name, you know, and it was Repo Man. Then now they're going to everybody needs real names.
1: You and know, now it's, it's just like everybody needs a last name, right? Like everything has been moved to just the the last name factor yeah. on
0: it. Yeah, at all. What do you think about when they uh,
1: when you get the things that are off of actual pop culture that they bring in? Has there ever been anything that's worked? And I, and let me say, I don't consider. A cane or an undertaker, who had stolen the mannerisms of people like Michael Myers as being, or Jason Voorhees as being, uh, like a link to a specific pop culture. I'm talking about when all of a sudden you get like, um, what, like, what's the guy, the Spider-Man guy? What was his name? Arachneman. Arachneman. Um, well, no,
0: but those were all. When you had gimmicks like that, you still had the tail end of people that were doing the weekly wrestling that was flying under the radar. So you could do crap like that. Sure. In Pittsburgh back in the 60s, they had Tony Marino as Bat with two Ts, man. Oh, really? Yeah. There was a Batman and Robin, but...
1: That's pretty great.
0: You know, so they could only get so big with that before DC Comics said, hey, what's going on here?
1: Right. What about... um Was it Memphis that did the uh, turtles, like Kawabunga the turtle? Yes.
0: Uh, Well, uh, what Todd Champion did that there, Uh, not Uh, Chris Champion. Champion. Chris Champion did that there, but then that was also in Smoky Mountain.
1: Have you ever seen Kawabunga the turtle, Kyle?
0: It's a wrestling turtle. Yeah. Um, um,
1: can't pin him because he got a shell in his back. Yeah, Memphis. Uh, well, I mean, I Memphis, know, whenever
0: saying... Lawler was booking, always had that funny stuff. Dr. Frank and right Master of Death and blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. What about um, during the Kaufman time?
0: Oh, but we're getting into gimmicks being ripped off, too. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, but real quick, maybe you know this one. During the Kaufman time uh, in Memphis, they had the Cyclops. Do you remember that one? or the? It was like a bald guy. I think he had I or, thought he was
0: the master of pain or something like that. Oh, I'll have to
1: look into it. I just didn't know yeah. if you knew who that was. Uh, Frank Morell. And was he the one it was that either did. either Frank
0: Morell or uh, Duke Myers.
1: And was Frank Morell the one that did Apocalypse? No,
0: I think Apocalypse was. Um, uh, who's the guy that can bump? <laughs> I'm sorry. That Ricky Martin. No, uh, Hippie Mike Boyette. Okay. Might have been him.
1: Because I know that. I always thought that was a uh kind of a strange gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> Watching that one on well, TV. Well, but that
0: was also Memphis. They were throwing everything there. Just everything at the fence. Uh, but sure. what other gimmicks? You, yeah, so in every territory you'd have, you know, the rock and roll tag team. Um you know, the the big mean guys with the manager. Right. So it's not so much copying gimmicks as like the different wrestling archetypes that would fit into every promotion. You could do that by copying gimmicks like all of the all of the Germans for years, you know, goose up to the ring and they all used claws. Why? Because of Fritz von Erich. von Erich.
1: Right. And they were able to copy off of that. And in the past, I know we've talked a lot about the Harley Davidson biker type gimmick. Uh, yeah, that was done.
0: That, I've never seen one that gets over good.
1: Right. Do you uh, yeah. and. Yeah, it is getting a little warm in here. This Kyle's. uh, Uh, No, that's fine. He's got a candle going.
0: Oh no, no, we're almost done. Kyle's
1: Kyle's got a candle going, and the the room is ablaze in heat. It's. uh, uh, We're not used to this warm weather. I mean,
0: usually we do this with our shirts on, but
1: that's That's true. That's fine. I mean, this time it's just uh, Kyle's just fanning us with a big palm. It's cool. Palm leaf right now. second uh, thought, I'm good. I'm good. You're gonna be good with that that stuff. Do um, so. If everything does get recycled, everything gets you know Mm something. It's always derivative of something else that happens.
0: Yes, because nothing succeeds like success. Now I'm thinking of road warrior road warrior teams, including out of Chicago. You had the World Warriors, the the Dream Warriors. Yes, uh, what scream and bash or whatever. There's that terrible interview of them online you know so there are a lot of road warriors which were the big mean guys right right you know again nothing succeeds like success well let's do this let's do that they
1: take that they take that thing that i think it becomes easy too because they see how when road warriors came in and they weren't uh the, as proficient into the ring as they could have been you can just put that squash on yeah and it's easy to get other guys over as long as they're big bu- bulky muscle guys and right get that going
0: but sometimes they they do that, and you can see the big bulky mu- bu- bulky muscle guys are just fucking horrible. Yes, that's <laughs> it's true like, too. Oh god, they're
1: earning their money tonight. What uh, do you know? The story with like things like the Patriot or Doink, like are those people all just flying under the radar that do those gimmicks? Now they are. Yeah, at this point, WWE's um, not trying to like hold people no, feet to the not fire or any of that stuff. Not at all.
0: Um, I was on a show late 90s, early aughts, that uh, they were doing, like there was going to be a Doink character I was wrestling. Sure. Uh, and then they got a cease and desist. Oh, really? So, like, they couldn't call him Doink or anything.
1: What'd they call him? Uh Donk? I don't know that they called him anything. They were Maybe just, like, just the wrestling clown. clown man. Hey, yeah. it's a clown man.
0: The wrestling clown.
1: Yeah, yeah. he kind of shows up and that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. so yeah. I
0: know yeah. they were serious about that at one time, but I don't think they're doing that anymore. Now, with the Patriot gimmick, I had heard something about, like, Del Wilkes sold it to Tom Brandy, and he owned the gimmick. But at that point, it's just like, huh? Right. And then there's a, there was Kamala. Now, I know there's also been a Kamala Jr. and a Kamala Mala. Yeah. Malumba, the Jungle Savage. Kamala
1: Harris. Ha, ha, uh, ha. All these... right is that right is that her name kyle yes Kyle. but nothing
0: succeeds like success so yes people are always going to try and nowadays whenever anybody wants to hey you could do this gimmick they go right back to the source material
1: well the good ones go back to the source Source material material, learn how to rip it off but you know do you ever lump them together when uh when you look at a lot of these guys do you ever think about uh and i'll put it into perspective you have the hillbillies Yes, you have your Uncle Elmer, your uh, you know kind of your lovable big guys. Sure, and then you go somewhere like say you go to uh, Mid Atlantic or you go to Crockett, and you say, listen, we can't do a hillbilly gimmick with like a lovable like big guy, so they have to find a way to change it to something else. And then this is the way I envision it in my head. This is which okay. is probably not correct at all, and that's how you end up getting with like Norman the lunatic in characters like that, where or like a Big Josh, where they take a character that is perceived to be getting over somewhere else and then they change it for the region that yep. they're in. Um, I, that's how I kind of imagine how some of those characters came to be. But I'm sure I'm way off when it comes to that. They're probably just like, we want a lumberjack guy that walks to the ring with bears, and we want a guy in a- Well,
0: no, that was just the case of... Oh, Matt Bourne's from the Midwest. They got lumberjacks there. Let's make him a lumberjack. Plus they didn't they like sign some deal with MGM at that time?
1: I have no idea.
0: And that's why they had him come out with the Bears and Kevin Nash was Oz. Oh, so they yeah, had a Yeah, there all was the... some sort of crossover there. But even so But like Matt Matt Bourne was a good wrestler. I don't think he was good as a lumberjack.
1: <laughs> in real life or well, just no, the, number, no, no, the portrayal no. it,
0: yeah the portrayal because like a lumberjack in wrestling has to be you know like Joe Ledoux you know right. a big right. guy that does this whereas Matt Bourne granted not small but like he was more a technician. Right. You know, but he needed the work. So do you so you're gonna, you're and, gonna go wrestle bears. And okay. this kind of
1: goes back to the uh talking about the cowabungas and the things like that. Was there ever anyone that you saw? Like, you brought up Oz. That's a great example. Like, man, I saw Oz and was like, this shit. It, well, how long? There's no lifespan for El-Higante. any of this. That really is that yeah, one you were or- just like.
0: Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, I was just like, what the hell
1: is this crap? Like, it's just not even not even feasible. Like, like just, I,
0: I remember when he was elegante and wore, like, the, the superhero the, stuff. Yeah, like, the WCW silver stuff. Is, like, you'd see him, and then he'd have a match, and you're just watching it, and you're just, when is he going to wrestle? Like, right. when is he, like, you could just see guys bumping around for him and just... It just this wasn't is yeah, horrible. It, it wasn't good.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. I always thought that uh, I, don't, I can't think of any gimmick. But
0: back in the day, that's somebody you would give three four weeks of wins on TV to, and then just bring them around your horn. And right? Boom. Then and you're and again,
1: done. Uh, definitely the like a uh, strange oddity type character for them <sighs> to for them to go with. Yeah, and that always worked out. Uh, but I always remember like yeah, like the stuff like Oz. Where I'm like, how is this? And it just seems like such a cash grab. Yeah. and it never seems like a good idea and it's never really fully like realized kiss demon yep, you know shit like that that's just like super bad um was there anything that AWA did with that the with the crossover people or any kind of screwy gimmicks besides like midnight rockers which was a good gimmick
0: no they didn't do too much cuz vern was so much of a traditionalist
1: that it just like everything stayed the same yeah it's almost like they were for like the granted. Their
0: TV wasn't to really get characters over. Right, their TV was like like they they sold tickets during their interviews, but their TVs were very. Let's just throw these two names together. Like there was no and just
1: see what happens. Yes, and kind of work that stuff out. Um, any other ones that stand out to you as far that you can think of, as far as like uh, a gimmick that obvious copies? Yeah, like obvious copies. Well, there's sure.
0: all sorts of. Sheiks have been copied again. All the racist gimmicks. Let's just say right. all the racist gimmicks have somewhere. But because a copy that's just somewhere. it's such an easy, it's get. easy, yeah. Um, you know, Nature Boys.
1: Yeah, that was another. I was going to bring up that one uh-huh. as well. So when you have Buddy Rogers, Ric Flair, Buddy Landell, um, Roger Kirby, Roger, so Paul Lee, <laughs> and but they still all seem to kind of gravitate to Mid Atlantic Crockett region. A lot of those guys didn't they? Like well, that's just. No. It's just when we saw them or what we're yeah, familiar yeah, with, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's what, that what we was. saw,
0: but like we never saw Roger Kirby doing that. Okay. I'll bet you there were other nature boys.
1: Where was Roger Kirby based uh, out Central of? Central States. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But like even so do you think, and again, speculation, mm-hmm. uh when you have Ric Flair and Buddy Landell pretty much working in the same territory doing looking very similar, doing the same thing, intentional, just happen to have both guys there. What's the like? What's the rationale behind something like that? I
0: think that was intentional at that time. And remember the period of time that you're recalling when Buddy Landell was in there. That was that unique mashing of bringing several different territories together under one house.
1: Gotcha. Sure. So,
0: like you, back in the day, where you would have had some separation between Buddy Landell and Ric Flair. Now they're on the same team. Right.
1: And that was after the Midwest. Acquisition, right? Or uh, uh, Mid South? I mean, Mid Atlantic or Mid Atlantic? No, no, no. no. But,
0: yeah, that was Mid Atlantic because that was still Georgia versus the Carolinas. Okay, that's when you had the national and the U.S. title and everything. Sure, sure. And then, um, then they actually bought Central States, but didn't do anything with it. Like that was going to be their
1: satellite territory. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of good plans, but nothing no- ever. Worked nothing ever out. pans out. What about and not so much gimmick infringement because it actually still had uh members in it. What did you think of like the varying uh levels of freebirds?
0: <laughs> yeah, whatever.
1: Just bad or just I, I, I,
0: like Michael Hayes is a good worker, Terry Gordy is a, they were they were an okay tag team, but again, that was kind of uh I think they're only cool because They had that run against uh, the Von Erichs. Right. And that's what everybody saw.
1: And then uh, when that's cooled off and when it's uh, Jimmy Jam and Michael Hayes, it's not even... They call themselves the Freebirds, but it's not even...
0: Don't forget when Iceman King Parsons was in there and he was the Blackbird.
1: I did not know that. Oh, yeah. It got bad. Really? Yep. I was not aware of that happening. (laughs) And then... So... And we had brought them up earlier with the Express ones, but uh looking at again going to your racist ones you're mm-hmm. looking at your jive tones your um the Zambui Express um things along The jive the, tones were different than the Zambui Express they were Express. different they were but it was black. still but they were black but weren't they leaning heavily on the like we're black of it all yeah but well, Zambui Express I thought
0: were or maybe I'm thinking of the commandos never mind yeah i'm thinking of uh Ray Candy and uh forget the other they, they wore... uh Camouflage.
1: Wasn't that... That wasn't the Zambui Express? It might have been them. Uh, do you know a story about the Zambui Express, Kyle? No. They were supposed to be the Zimbabwe Express, but Blackback Jack Mulligan couldn't pronounce Zimbabwe, so he just came out and said Zambui, and they ran with it. But, yep. That's, that's wrestling, true. Kyle. That's so sad. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's a story as old as time. But even but you look at the... Look at
0: those tag teams where guys dress alike and look as a team. Like yes. that—that's almost a trope taken from southern wrestling, where you had the interns or, you know, the masked, the masked fast-moving tag team was always a, a trope. Right that was used.
1: Uh, so I'm assuming when you see things like the new Blackjacks, I the new anything I hate. It just—it's just the worst. I hate right? the new anything. Right. Yeah. Just even any kind of trying to build off of the. Legend of the previous no, stupid It just doesn't work out for you Nope Did um, Was Sting There was Ultimate Warrior An uh, answer or response to Sting At all In your opinion No It was its own He was a, They were their own separate things It wasn't a If a, anything d- They were Road Warrior ripoffs They were both They would have both been Road Warrior ripoffs Yeah But doing the solo act was uh, Ultimate Warrior in WWF before Demolition? Do you, can you remember? I mean, I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to like test you on. No, I on don't this think stuff. so.
0: No, because he would have been in Texas first.
1: And I feel like um, I think not, I have nothing against Demolition. Don't get me wrong. I don't want those guys to come down and rough us up here. Yeah, they're like seventy, but they could still kill us. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um. The. <laughs> do you remember the? Do you remember the time when the promoter tried to get me to put Demolition to do a photograph or an autograph signing at Mexican Fiesta? No, that was pretty funny. I just said yeah, it just doesn't seem to work. No, doesn't really fit the doesn't really fit the dynamic there for Mexican Fiesta to have the um, Demolition a
0: microphone handle and bend.
1: Oh uh, no, I'm just kind of holding. Oh, it. oh, okay. Strangely, You've, okay, yeah, so. I was going to say you have a bigger longer one but, but I thanks. was trying to stay away from that. I work out. I didn't want to I didn't want to catch that. Um but oh now I'm thrown off my uh thought. That, oh, I was going to say the dem- demolition they're fine. Great. Whatever. <coughs> but I felt like they came so late after the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. I mean, there had to be at least a good 5 year, right? gap between Road Warriors I don't know and demolition. If it
0: was f- five years but yeah a couple years
1: it was definitely too far and you said uh, again uh, powers of pain was before demolition
0: i think so yeah but i just that but i just remember demolition being such a weird gimmick like like because whenever they had the promo picks they always had their masks on so i was like what is this then then they pull the
1: mask off and you see their face and it's just like Who
0: I don't get what I'm looking at
1: here. Did you... Um, were you familiar with Bill E. D. or... I mean, but did you know when he took the mask off? No, like, I didn't
0: know who that was. I knew who... Darso uh, was. because right. he wore the
1: knee pad over his uh, eagle tattoo. Right. Yeah. So it wouldn't give it away. But because I feel like that was like the big one too to see that and go, ah, fuck, I know that guy. Yeah. That's like... It's just the repackaging and, and kind of done. Yeah. Weirdly. But
0: then I remember... I remember knowing when he was repackaged as Repo Man. like I could tell that. And then it's just like, eh, okay, so now they're just throwing stuff. And to me, that kind of corrupted the sanctity, quote-unquote, of wrestling that they were just throwing different, you know. Sure. You could see they were just throwing stuff against the wall to see what would stick. Right. it's was just like, this isn't, you know.
1: And I know there's not an uh, infinite amount of gimmicks and things out there and people right. can just constantly get it. And there does have to be recycling. Uh, but... Do you feel like some of these guys would benefit from just staying with their one thing I could instead of actually getting, if they were just whatever their first gimmick was, and not their first gimmick, but right. something that, you know, they were with, should you feel tried and true? Like, you stick with yours. You've stuck with yours your whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's just me, though. Have
1: you ever changed? I... Like, I mean, have you ever. Well, like, I don't want to really changed? break
0: kayfabe, but I do have several characters
1: that I do. Yeah, no, I understand that. You know. But I'm saying, but like, has the Derek St. Holmes character.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's evolved because at first I had the smoking jacket and everything, and then I turned into just try to be the throwback wrestler, and then I was just a cranky old man, and. No, I and guess that's still what I'm doing. You're
1: like, and I'm still in that cranky old man. Still a cranky zone. old man. Um, and so
0: that. But I always ca- tried to come off as a Bockwinkle type. It's just how, which, which part of that
1: do you turn up at any given point? Do you, in your head, think of yourself?
0: In your head. Uh, yes. Do you
1: do you think of yourself and your gimmick? Do you think? Do you and I'm not saying you sit around and think about wow this is what I do think about it in the shower. But do you ever sit oh, around dude. or have you ever thought about like the evolution of your nice character? And soapy, yes. And just and you're happy with the arc that your character's created? Ah, uh,
0: sure. I mean, in retrospect, it looks good, but I'm always worried about staying relevant and what do I have to do and
1: right. You know, um, what about? Um, Oh shit! I just totally lost my question. I was had a, had a great one for you, but I'm sorry yeah, that should not do can't. that stuff where you come to work. I'm telling you, the um. But you've always felt like you feel true, like you feel your arc is there. You don't feel like uh, you would have to change it to anything else. Uh, you that's not true to your character. You've never felt the need, except for that time you took the light tube across your back. Yeah. Other than that, you've been pretty straight. Who did you build your character off of? Was there anybody you looked at and saw previously and were like? That you might have taken something from someone's care. I know you say, say Bachwinkle, You Bockwinkle take a little Winkle bit here. Those are the two. Yeah, and that was the the main Bachwinkle
0: and Regal. But then, Cocky Asshole is pretty easy.
1: You know? Right, right. Have you ever tried anything like seeing something someone's done something and been like, I like that and tried it, and was like that's just not my thing. Yep. Anything you'd like to divulge? Uh, I
0: remember one time Regal would drop kick somebody as they came running around the ring post on the floor.
1: And you're like, I'm going to I tried it
0: a few times, and all of a sudden Carmine pulled me over. He's like, don't do that. You're going to break your hip.
1: I'm like, oh, okay. And that was that? Yep. Wow. Did it look good when you did it, though? I don't know. Fairly young into your career? Yes. Great. Have you ever given anybody any gimmicks based off of uh, somebody else's gimmick? Like taking something and tweaked it in a way that you thought was yeah. interesting or yeah, exciting? Yeah, I've given people source
0: material. Like, you should watch this person.
1: Anyone particularly that you go to? Uh, is there a well, like a person that you're like... It seems to come up over and over again? No,
0: it's all based on the
1: situation. Okay. No, well, that's pretty pretty good stuff. Yeah. What um so when you have someone like uh your what's his face? Uh asap. Yeah. Right? I feel like there's a there's a lot of you in that character.
0: Uh he claims so I I you don't see I, it. I'd rather not discuss this. Okay.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. I'm I, not saying he it's he,
0: he goes in some directions I still I still think he has a lot of learning to do. Sure. Yes.
1: And that absolutely fair. That's I'm yes. Like I say, I'm just. It's almost like I don't a, want to do that in a public forum. No, and that's per, no one's asking you to. I you just want just you. Just were. Well, but when you feel uncomfortable. Yes. Thank you. I know how I need to back off on that kind of stuff. Take your hand off my knee. Sorry. The um, you do do other characters. We're not gonna. We're gonna. A-fabe we're K. going to. Yeah. Right. Um um have you ever gone under any other names while you were Derek St. Holmes wrestling somewhere where you knew you weren't coming back and you just were you without a mask on, whatever just uh just the one time was Derek St.
0: Homeless for totally tool wrestling. And that was that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which led to yeah. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well that's you know, Derek Saint Homeless and Derek Saint Home School, Derek Saint Home Depot. <laughs> Derek Saint homebound.
1: See those are all really good.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, you know, just all these things I could do. Just kind of keep throwing
1: them out there. Mm-hmm. Um is there anything I Have a
0: girl is Derek St. Home wrecker? Oh, see, that's a great one.
1: Yeah. Are there Oh, that's
0: what I liked about Lacey and Rain one time cuz you had the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Uh Lacey and Rain became the Minnesota Homewrecking Crew. See, I like that. Yeah, that was very good.
1: I think that's that's a fair that's a fair lend from something else or that's a fair borrow yeah, from something yeah. else. What um are there any gimmicks that you can remember from your childhood or from growing up and watching that frustrated you because they were so clearly ripped off from someone else or did you just accept it as wrestling?
0: I just accepted it as
1: wrestling. Like though this is making money somewhere else I'm bringing it in here. Well,
0: I once I started reading the magazines I knew that there were other regions so I knew that other like there were other, oh, this is this version's group of the Road Warriors, or right, this is, right. you know, blah, 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 blah.
1: And it never irritated you? It never, like, you never found it? <coughs> no, cheapening. what irritated
0: me more was people I knew that had established gimmicks that were showing up in the WWF with new gimmicks. Okay, like, sure. For example, I mean, this is very late in the game, but why does Ronnie Garvin have to be rugged? Why can't he just be... be Ron Garvin.
1: Yeah. And just be there as he is. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But I,
0: was, I mean, I understand it now for branding, but still, it's just like, ugh. Right, it just kind of leaves that. just telling people it's fake. You right,
1: know? yeah. I always thought, um, and we've brought them up in the past, but, and again, it goes along with all those like movie-type characters, but uh, there's something to me about like the juicer that uh, I enjoy. You like I, the juice? I like the juicer. Yeah, you um, do. But he was one where they probably got in trouble because they called him Beetlejuice at first, didn't they, in Portland? Just a, yeah, but nobody watched Portland. And so that didn't matter. It's right. when he when they he brought the gimmick over to... Yeah,
0: once they got to Turner, then they turned him into the juicer because they couldn't call him Beetlejuice. Right.
1: And that wasn't even that long that he was in there doing that one. Well, you know why for that. Well, yes. Do you know Kyle? I assume he was
0: on the juice? No, well, no. Not this, even close he to did, being he on did the a, juice. This was Art Bar that did a Beetlejuice character... Uh, Tried to get over in WCW, but then there was a PR campaign where people were exposing his previous conviction for a sexual assault. So he wound up getting fired and couldn't get hired in the United States, which is why he went to Mexico and became the American love machine. With Eddie Guerrero. With Eddie Guerrero. Well, they became Los Gringos Locos with Eddie Guerrero and Madonna's boyfriend, Luis Piccoli. Yeah. da Ta-da. Like that Um, name,
1: Madonna's Boyfriend.
0: Yes, so they all became, like, the big thing in Mexico, and Eddie and Art Bar, like, instituted a style that started the change of what you saw in the United States. Like, they took the suplexes from Japan with the aerial from Mexico with the showmanship from America and then did that style, which now has, you know, you know, they're very innovative for the time.
1: Los Gringos Locos... All of them are dead. It's true. That's crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Kyle's mind. Yeah, it just absolutely just exploded right there as we saw it. What about uh, taking specific gear? Like uh, Buzz Sawyer furry boots, Bruiser Brosie furry boots. Did it matter? Do you no. care? It was just two guys trying to do a wild gimmick. No, even Kortzia the Korchenko, the big Russian, he had the furry, furry boots. Yeah. And uh, what was his, uh, well, who's the Mexican uh, guy? Uh, a Paraguayo. A uh, Paraguayo. He had the furry boots as yes. well. But it was never like a, like a rip-off
0: or no. anything. Well, it's because kind of there their... was the the Bruiser Brody minimal furry boot, and sometimes it was just only the top was furry. Yes. But then you had the Buzz Sawyer in Mid-South furry boots that were looked like both to be three feet across they in were, diameter. Yeah, they were like crazy, crazy big. But that... Like, I couldn't see him wearing that for more than like two or three weeks of TV tapings before all that stuff it's just um, fell apart fell off and, and matted and just yeah. like all
1: terrible with the way that it is. Yeah, I always, <laughs> you know, and maybe this is where we become as wrestling fans outside of being uh, okay. in the business. No, but this is maybe where... In the business with our brothers, man. Y- oh, yeah. Ugh. Yes. Um, boys old, aren't going to like that. whole fake handshake. Boy, boys aren't going to like that idea. Uh. Uh, I'll tell you that one, Kyle, off the air. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, uh, I think that's where we, though, as fans, like the ones that really watch it with that fine-tooth comb and see the things, and you pick up on those little idiosyncrasies that make us crazy. I think lots of people probably have stuff that they find obnoxious or annoying, because, but like you said, it's from success. Right.
0: But also, what I've learned to appreciate in my old age is it seems pop culture has like a three to five year cycle. Yes. So you're going to see a lot of these gimmicks repeated. And you're going to see it because, sure, you've got the people that are following it hardcore, but there's a whole new group of fans, a whole new group of eyes that are seeing this. That for the first end time. up, yep, absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. Right. You know, I, what I just heard that. Uh, when there's two tag team partners and the one jumps off and leaves to turn heel for, so he's not there to tag. Yeah. I just heard recently that's updated to a new set of wrestlers. I've never heard of like, Oh, this spot, that thing being, Oh yeah, sure. That's it. It's like, yeah, I have no idea who those people
1: are. Oh, but, so it's like, but it's I've, I've seen it here else. and I've it's seen kind of yes. change its way. So
0: all of that, all of these spots that everybody knows, right. Uh, the, Uh, J.J. Dillon holding the leg of Buddy Landell turning into Bobby Heenan holding the leg for Rick Rude to win is now turning into something else. It has become
1: something and it's like that spot now is like getting that new notoriety. Yeah. But I have no idea who they're referencing when they say it. Who is? I mean, I think there's a lot of them. Do you have someone that's yeah. so original that they can't be copied? Like nothing can be taken from them, and it would. And no. if they did, it would be everyone's. There's, there's a little bit of something from everybody. Yeah, yeah, I could see. Well, that. even
0: well, what Young Bucks have made an entire career of doing everything everybody else did. Right. So who who's that? Exactly. They've been <laughs> in my car. Have they really? Oh yeah. yeah. I've told this story. I went to pick them up at the airport, but I didn't know who they were. So I wound up asking the wrong, like, a a set of bodybuilders if they were wrestlers, and suddenly they think I'm coming on to them. Oh, Jesus. no! And then finally I go, like, get the note from the promoter. They're waiting outside, so I go drive and pick them up, and I'm thinking to myself, these guys are Who are these kids? Bingo. They said they'd been to Japan and everything. I'm like, okay, never heard of you.
1: And that was that.
0: Yeah. Was this when they were famous? Well, famous-ish. Well, you know, I mean. I think they were still on the up, upswing of the upswing of all their stuff. Yeah, like they hadn't, you know,
1: they hadn't talked to Cody Rhodes yet. Yes. So, um, not to tie this one in there too, uh, off subject a little bit. So, when I go to the gym, there's this one guy there, and uh, I give guys gimmicks at the gym too. Well, so because I don't know their names, this guy at the gym wears his like all elite or whatever hat every day. And, um, he walks around like his shit. Like he literally does. He have a belt. Does he walk around uh, with a belt? No, but he definitely walks around like, I do like that
0: kayfabe news article wrestling fan walks around indie show with belt like hot shit.
1: Yes. Um, there's a mentally uh, disabled man that lives in my neighborhood that stands outside the liquor store with his WWF replica belt. That's awesome. So that's pretty good. And sometimes he'll just walk down the street holding the figures and just be yelling their names. Seth Rollins like just screaming at the top of his lungs but uh, let's go back to this guy at the gym so if I had a uh, imagine comic book guy from The Simpsons but without the ponytail yep wearing an all- elite hat usually some kind of um, Marvel uh, comic book t-shirt yep but a couple days ago he had on a new Japan Um, baseball like a a raglan three quarter sleeve shirt and um, so on the front was the King of Sports logo and then on the back it just said NJPW and then it had Mm -hmm. 72 or whatever year it was established and I've never talked to this guy and so I just go hey that's a great New Japan shirt where did you get that from and he said to me and I shit you not he said it's from a wrestling site online you've probably never heard of (laughs)
0: And I was just. I would love to be confronted with that because I would say, okay, and Angela would laugh next to me. Yeah. Like, okay.
1: And I just was like, all right, like, okay, sure. And sure enough, and I just kind of walked away. So now the guy has taken to wearing wrestling shirts to the gym a lot. And I'm not saying he's doing it to like show me he's a wrestling oh, fan. He is. But he's he is. clearly wearing, like, he's already worn like four of those stupid fucking Bullet Club t shirts. Awesome. And by the way,. And I'm gonna say this out loud, and I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast. I've never seen one cool looking person wearing a bullet club t shirt. Legit. There any disagreement here. I seriously, I've not seen one person walking around wearing a bullet club shirt that looks like they have a girlfriend. So I don't wanna be part of that club, just so you guys know. Kyle's like, uh oh, shit's been shots have been fired. But it let's be honest, it's not like the NWO. It's like when NWO was oh, rocking up. and rolling, there were broads and tank tops and all kinds of stuff going on. Attitude era, chicks walking around with Steve Austin, shirts on, skin tight. And now uh, now we're looking at uh, Bullet Club t-shirts and everyone looks like the comic store guy and from they're The they're all Simpsons. in 4XL. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm there was sorry one time
0: if- after a Mondo show when we were out in front of the monkey bar and some guy was trying to impress me with the wrestling he watched and oh yeah I watched the young bucks I watched this I watched that and everything and it made Angela laugh cuz he just went through this whole spiel and I just go yeah I don't watch any of that turn around and like right, smoking my in. cigar just like yes. yeah I don't watch any of that uh-uh. but 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 like <laughs> yeah right but I'm a fan I deserve to get to watch I'm like fine get in the ring like right. Well I don't want
1: to do that yeah then shut up right No I just uh <laughs> this when that that guy though it, it's the that's just the kind of thing, though. That's what I'm talking Did about. Did you and get maybe... him tickets to Mondo? No, okay. but that's what it. You gotta do. Like, oh, shit. No, but then it's like, and I think about like in the perfect world, should I have been like, here, let me um, bring up my phone and show you all no. my content? But that's no. what I'm saying. Like, I would never do something like that. And well, I'm, like and a I'm big, not big veiny member, and right, I'm not, and compare. I'm not walking around the gym wearing like promoting my shit. You know what I'm saying? I like
0: to think you're walking around the gym in. Leg warmers, yes, and, and a thong. I'm very and, and Richard a, Simmons, and a crop T-shirt. I'm very it just covers your rib cage. I have like a, and on the front. It just I have in, those tight
1: like like in, shimmery. Like Iron on letters. It just says horny. The shimmery black leggings with a very thin pink thong up the middle. That's uh, it splits your mangina. It just two. right in two. Absolutely, uh, it's fantastic. And having this long hair, I just put it up in silly pigtails. And I yeah, just side pony. Yeah, just to I'm telling you. Keep, keeps people away. Uh, very, very hot, very sexy. Um, Imagine what I could do to you. So that was, right, yeah, it's very Adrian Street. My look is very Adrian Street at the gym, guys. So Which is why, that's why I was surprised this guy gave me so much shit. Because I'm like, dude, I look like Adrian Street. What do you want? You know, I do love it. Oh, you wouldn't
0: have heard of it. Uh, there was, yeah, I told you about the time I was at the farmer's market wearing a Mondo shirt. And the woman was like, oh, are you part of that? I'm like, no, I just set up the ring. that's still
1: right really you look pretty big
0: yeah i just i just set up the ring and
1: again it's been said before the time i was out to eat and someone told me that you were the owner of mondo (laughs) so you know it's a full circle on that one so that's my girl my friend's boyfriend owns that there i'm stealing your gimmick what there it is gimmick officially stolen is the worst ever that made me laugh so hard
0: all right, let's take this home.
1: All right, guys, uh, this has been Cigars and Conversations. Stealing gimmicks. With Derek St. Holmes, Esquire. Um, oh, can, instru- actually. Yes, hold I'm on. sorry. Oh, here we go. Speaking of gimmicks. Yes. At a show
0: recently. Yes. Actually, at your show recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the combatants in another match said, hey, do you have any gimmicks? And I kind of looked at this person, kind of funny. He's like, do you have a chain? Like, oh, yes, I have a chain. And right away, one of my cohorts in the corner busts out laughing because he just goes, ha, 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 ha. You thought they were asking for pills. I was like, yes. Yes, I did. That's why I was confused why they were asking me and not you. That's pretty awesome. Yes. That is a really good one. Yeah. The person even said, oh, I'm in a locker room. Do you have a chain or something I can use in this
1: match? Yes. Yes, I do. I always love when... uh wrestlers will say where can we sell our gimmicks and i go your shirts yeah our gimmicks i go no say shirts talk to me about shirts yeah it's all tell me <laughs> tell me what's a your catch-all shirts. word i gimmick yeah well that's what i'm saying it just becomes like this overflow of nothingness so um where can we get some pills derek I did use the term, uh, let me rake
0: your eyes, in a meeting at work the other day. Really? Somebody was rambling on about something. But they even said, if I go on too much, be sure to cut me off. And I'm like, okay, I've got it all primed. And they went, oh, wait, let me rake your eyes right there. We have to do it this way, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay, thanks. I
1: felt stupid. I used that doot, doot, doot Michael Hayes thing in school last week. I don't know what that is. Just like one of his things he says. Okay. It's kind of, I mean, unfortunately, it's like a Bruce Pritchard has made it a little popular. You're stealing popular. his gimmick? Stealing his gimmick a little bit. But right. it, when you are dealing with fifth graders and you can just say, you got to finish your uh, writing assignment, then you get into reading your book, and after that, a little doot, doot, doot. And then they're like, what? And I'm like, it's a wrestling. Oh,
0: so that's just wrestling speak. That's yeah. like the ba, ba, ba. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky so. Morton popped for my ba, ba, ba. Oh, did he really? Yeah. It's like, oh, Robert, this guy talks wrestling. That's pretty great.
1: You're like, yes, I'm uh, Derek St. Holmes Express.
0: Let's take it home.
1: All right, guys, this has been Cigars and Conversations with Derek St. Holmes Esquire, brought to you exclusively from our good friends at All the Gimmicks, iTunes, and wherever great podcasts are heard. Um, I'm your co-host, Jay Gilkey, and uh, we want to thank Kyle for doing such a great job sitting here and listening to this bullshit. Uh, for this time guys keep your eyes peeled to the facebook page we've got some exciting news about some live shows coming up and some awesome special guests celebrities celebrities for sure Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon take care bye